Thanks for connecting with us again for the 2023 National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Beginning on August 16th, Pod Wheels and Radio Nemo of North America will be on-site in Columbus, Ohio at the National Truck Driving and National Step Band Championships, which are hosted each year by the American Trucking Associations. As we get set to bring you the stories and take you behind the scenes with podcasts detailing the 2023 championships, we wanted to take some time to set the stage for the event. Jimmy Mack and the Radio Nemo team have lined up some guests to give us a sense of what's ahead at NTDC 2023. Jimmy is the co-host of Dave Nemo Weekends, which is broadcast each Saturday and Sunday morning from 7 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. For this episode, Jimmy chats with Eugene Malero, who is a reporter with Transport Topics. As you'll hear, Eugene has become a fan of the event through his coverage of the NTDC over the past several years. We are thrilled to actually have Eugene Malero. As you guys know, he works for Transport Topics. You know he does a lot of great things over there. And by the way, he's got a lot of coverage of this event as well. But he's also an aficionado and has a great deal of passion, as I do, for this particular event. He's had it much longer than I have, and we thought we'd bring him on to kind of set the scene. Good morning to you, Eugene. How you been? Happy Friday. Thanks for having me on. So let's just kind of jump into this. I want to know about where your passion for this particular event starts, and we'll kind of begin there, and then we'll kind of give people the particulars and the details about what you look for every year and what you're looking for in this coming year. But where do you really get hooked on this? So I grew up in central New Jersey, and central New Jersey is a very urban area. There's a good trucking culture in central New Jersey. So I came into it with already an affinity for the commercial transportation industry. And then when I started working at Transport Topics, little by little, I got into learning about the National Truck Driving Championships. And in 2017, that was my first coverage of the event. It was in Orlando. At first, I really didn't know what to make of it. It's precision driving. It's not a race. So it's really about maneuvering, parallel parking, etc. But then when you saw the enthusiasm with the competitors at the finals, you see how excited the competitors get to advance to the final round. And then I got to talk to the all-time winners. I got to talk to the grand champion that year, Roland Boldick. I got to talk to other old-timers. And I just really got hooked. And it's just like a really easy event to like. It's a nice community. And then also when you step back, it's a celebration of safety. I know that's really talked about a lot. The organizers talk about it. The event is known as the Super Bowl of Safety, but it really is a nice celebration of safety. And when you really start learning the history, you realize that an event that started in 1937 has really maintained this really immense focus on promoting safety and promoting the trucking industry. So that's really how I came into it. I'll tell you this, too. We got a chance to go last year to Indianapolis after a three-year hiatus. Got a chance to kind of jump in and all of that kind of stuff. I was curious, though, when I was seeing all these remarkable drivers, and there's lots of people there, lots of people competing. It dawns on me that so many of these folks are actually coming from states where they had won. I mean, everybody that actually is in Columbus this year is already a winner. I don't mean that like people that finish a marathon. You're all winners. I don't mean that. I mean genuine bona fide state champions almost across the board. 
And what's interesting about it is I realized they had to beat other people. And the people they beat also had a year of clean driving, accident-free, quality driving, which meant they beat the best of the best inside their state and then have to compete against the best of the best there. It's a great reminder, too, that there are a lot of folks out there who actually are playing by the rules and are improving their safety. With that in mind, how does one, given the fact that so much of what's going on in trucking where safety is no longer proprietary, do you notice that a lot of these guys will often trade what should be in an athletic situation secrets to simply make their fellow drivers better rather than kind of sandbagging what it is they do. That's a great point. There's a lot of mentoring. There's a lot of collegiality. Some of the old timers who are still competing, they really take it upon themselves to meet with the rookies, bring in new talent into the competitive state tournaments to get them to try to qualify for nationals. So there's a lot of mentoring. There's a lot of passing on information, skills. I've interviewed some of the all-time best competitors of the tournament. What the guys who have retired, they go back to their home state. There's a gentleman by the name of Dick Gillespie. He's a volunteer now. He probably is like the best competitor of all time. He won a national title in every vehicle class, which is unbelievable. And when he retired in 1991, he went back to his home state of Minnesota and he mentored the younger drivers. So the culture of safety that really is part of this tournament is one that is shared. When you talk to the competitors, they don't look at it as have a proprietary knowledge and they're not going to share that with the other competitors. Even when you go to the tournament and you see them and you hang out with them at the tournament, when they're in the bullpen before they go to the driving course or the pre-trip inspection part of the event, they're actually sharing notes. They're like, hey, I'm going to go do it this way. And then another driver will say, oh, okay, well, I actually do it this other way. So you see that they're comparing notes or comparing safety tips. Even though it's a competitive nature, to the event, there's also a lot of camaraderie. There's this fraternity where everybody's a like-minded individual promoting safety. I really like that, by the way, the idea that you essentially are focused on making sure that you're beating the best rather than outwitting people by having more knowledge than them. That's such an interesting kind of dilemma there where you're saying, I'm going to give you all the tips I possibly can. I mean, you could actually take a really hyper-competitive approach as well, saying, I'm going to give you everything you need to beat me, and I'm still going to beat you. And by the way, that's the mark of a real champion. You talked about it's not just one thing. It's not just drivers against drivers. There are all sorts of different categories. Would you kind of take our listeners through all the different categories. This is a really kind of vast situation. Yeah. So right now there are nine vehicle classes. There is crate truck, three axle, four axle, five axle divisions. Then the tanker truck, the twin trailers, the step van, which is the newest class, and then the sleeper berth. I want to say hopefully that's nine. And then the tanker. So basically these nine vehicle classes, you have the best drivers, the winners in the state in that vehicle class. So 50 states, they qualify. They compete in that respective class. And then when you go to the tournament, they're actually separated in their respective classes. So all those guys competing in the straight truck and then the three axle competing compete amongst themselves, and they're actually vying to be the national winner in that class. And then after you go to the finals and then you determine the winners in the respective classes, then the committee tabulates the scores and they have a formula to determine who will be the overall national grand champion. This national grand champion title was devised in 1987. 
a little bit of background is when the modern era of the tournament really kicked in. The tournament used to be called the National Truck Rodeo. And then in the mid 80s, it changed to the National Truck Driving Championships. About 20 years later, they really added the National Step Van Driving Championships. Step Van is really a big part of the whole culture. But when you go to the event, and I encourage people to really get involved in this, you see that these nine vehicle classes is the best way for the tournament to really determine who is the best of the best, kind of what you were saying, in that respective class. So the organizing committee really aims to represent the entire spectrum of the industry. Yeah, and I'm so glad you did that for us, because like I said, one of the things I got swept up in, I said, well, how doesn't everybody know about this? And you realize that the trucking industry is so vast. And by the way, I asked him to kind of break those categories down, because that's nine respective classes, guys, which is a great reminder that the trucking industry actually isn't a singular industry. It's a series of industries under the umbrella of trucking and transportation. And I realize that there are so many of our listeners, so many people who are out there on the road, and for them, all they see is their own job and their own little box that they kind of move across the country in from time to time. It's a great reminder that there's a whole group of men and women out there who aren't aware of this kind of thing, but we want to make them aware of it because we want them not only to attend, but maybe one day participate. Because often you can go to one of these things, watch what's kind of unfolding. It's really exciting. It's really collegial as you point out it's very family friendly and you may see that and go I can do that and then you can talk to your carrier or you can talk to your state association and figure out a way for yourself to get involved because the idea that the more people are involved in this the more the culture of safety really begins to improve now having said that there are some rivalries right there's some people who are considered the best of the best and people are going to be looking at them this year what are you going to be looking at when you attend this year what have you got your eye on in particular any stories that are shaping up that you find really compelling or interesting? Yeah, of course. There's really two main storylines that I'm tracking. The first one is the defending champion. I mentioned him, Roland Boldick. He won in 2022, the grand champion. He won also in 2017. Roland, he's actually training for a third title for a grand champion. If he is to win a third national title, he will be the second person in the tournament's history to have three national titles. The only one is Ray Simon, who last won the national grand champion in 2001. Roland is a very easy person to like. He's very charismatic. He has a larger-than-life personality. This will be, I think, his 17th trip to the national title. And he also mentors a lot of the FedEx guy. He drives for FedEx Express, and he's going to be competing in the sleeper berth class. And then another person is Ina Daly. Ina Daly, she's a driver out of Arizona. In 2013, she became the first and only one woman to win a national title. She won a national title in the tanker truck division. Ina Daly, I've been in communication with her. She won the Arizona Grand Champion Truck Driving Championships earlier this year. She's again competing at the tanker truck division. She is going to really look to be the first woman to win Grand Champion. It's something that is really missing on her resume. She actually has been a very decorated competitor over the years. And then as you mentioned, there's some other friendly rivalries. Roland Baltic has some in-state rival. This gentleman's name is Anthony Spiro, Tony Spiro. Tony and Roland go way back since the early 90s, and he's always trying to, like, best Roland. Anthony Spiro took the Connecticut Grand Champion Award. Roland came in second in Connecticut overall. There's also a gentleman by the name of Eric Corville. He's the Grand Champion out of Louisiana. He, too, is competing in the sleeper class, and he's going to be facing against Roland. And Eric Corville and Roland Boldick have faced each 
other many times over the years with Roland really coming out on the winning end of that rivalry. And then you look at the rookies. There's going to be about, I want to say, 20% of the field are rookies. And they're always fun to watch because rookies really don't know the lay of the land. When I talk to organizers, they say that rookies, their ignorance is bliss. They don't know what to expect, so they go big. And sometimes they get lucky. They get some really big scores, and they advance to the finals. In 2004, a rookie won Grand Champion. His name was Wayne Crowder. Rookies, they're the big disruptors of the tournament. It's funny, too, when you're a rookie that wins. It's kind of like Fred Lynn of the Boston Red Sox, the MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year. That's kind of a remarkable kind of thing to kind of watch itself play out. Let me ask you another question. It's kind of a go-back question. We talked about the nine respective classes. Explain to our listeners, because you mentioned that Roland did not become the Grand Champion of Connecticut one time because of Tony Spiro. Who gets to go? How do you end up getting to go to this? 422 this year, from what I'm told. How do they select these folks? If you're the champion in your category, you get to go, and then the grand champion gets to go as well, correct? Yeah, so your state will have a truck driving championship. So Virginia, where I live, has a truck championship, and then they have nine vehicle classes in that state tournament. So you have to win your vehicle class. So Roland won the sleeper berth out of Connecticut, and Tony Spiro won the tanker division out of Connecticut. So to advance to nationals, you do have to win your vehicle class. And then depending on your state, I know that Ohio is a state where I think they have several hundred competitors. So you really beat out already dozens of competitors in your own class just to advance to the national tournament. At the state tournaments, they also tabulate the performances of all the class winners. So that's to come up with a grand champion. That's how Tony Spiro got grand champion out of Connecticut this year. But but Roland coming in second overall, he still goes to the nationals because he won in his class, the sleeper berth. And this is something winning your state class is the best barometer, according to the organizers, to determine the best of the best. So when you get to the nationals, kind of how you mentioned, this is really a tournament of champions. Eric Corville, that gentleman I mentioned, he's the top driver out of Louisiana, and he'll go head-to-head against the top driver from New Jersey, Texas, etc. So it's really fun to see this competitive environment where you are looking at the top talents from all over the country aiming to advance to the final round. Only the top five performers advance to the final round, which is held the last day of the tournament. And then in the finals, they determine the top place winner in that class. Eugene Malero joins us this morning. Of course, you guys know him as an extraordinary reporter for Transport Topics and does so much more for them over there as well. But he's also a big old fan, as I am, of the NTDCs. And I wanted to ask you, I was told to ask you, tell our listeners about the vest. I hope that makes sense to you. I was told to ask you that question. Tell us about the vest. That's funny. So my wife knows that I'm really into the tournament, and she saw that I was wearing a company-issued tournament. Nothing wrong with that, but it was just like a very basic safety vest. And then she got me a really nice, over-the-top, fancy safety vest. It looks like you're like a professional architect or something. I was wearing that last year, and then going into this year, she knows that I'm always enthusiastic about this. She went and got me an even fancier safety vest, because you have to wear a safety vest when you're on the floor of the tournament and this vest is just like so nice that I actually am embarrassed to wear it. I'm actually going to wear it but wear another safety vest over it because it just looks like a dress vest. It doesn't even look like a construction vest. Uh, Yeah, so I don't want to be 
be known as the guy with the really fancy safety vest anyway. You know what I mean? I understand. So it's really funny. It's one of those things. I'll tell you this right now. My wife does not have this problem, but there are some people in my life that do where it's like, we're going to help you with your enthusiasm. And you're like, please don't help me with my enthusiasm. My enthusiasm is just fine by itself. And you end up looking like Ralphie from A Christmas Story in the pink bunny outfit. I know. It's just one of the oddest things that happens. If a person is going to go, Eugene, if a person is going for the first time, has a little bit of time and says, you know what? I'm going to actually carve out some space to make my way to Columbus. You're such a fan of this. I am too, but you're such a fan. How would you tell them to enjoy their first experience there? That's a great question. I would say stay for the final round. Stay for Saturday, August 19th. Enjoy the first couple of days, but you start seeing the driving course, the guys on the course. That's really when you start taking it all in. But the last day, they have the parade of champions and all the vehicle class competitors march down the arena. And then they start announcing the finalists. When you get to that atmosphere, you really feel the electricity in the air. All of these drivers have worked really hard, not only this year, but their entire careers just to make it to the finals. So their enthusiasm is really sky high. So I would say this is your first time going to the Nationals. Check it out. Stay for the final day or just go to the final day, August 19th on Saturday. And then new this year, the organizing committee put together a history book, which I think is going to be available on ntdc.trucking.org. And then I know Transport Topics is going to have excerpts of the book. And that book is a commemorative book. It's going to have the history of the tournament, which started in 1937. And that gives you a lot of good background about the event. Eugene, do me a favor. Promise me that you will come back in the aftermath of all of this so we can do a recap. It was great having you. It's great getting a chance to talk to you. Guys, big thanks to our good friend, Mr. Malero, for showing up and being a part of this great conversation. That's Jimmy Mack with Eugene Malero from Transport Topics as we close out this episode of the National Truck Driving Championships podcast series from Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Radio Nemo will be live on site broadcasting from NTDC 2023, which begins August 16th. Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, will also be in Columbus, Ohio for NTDC 2023, sharing interviews, special features, and looks from behind the scenes. To access our podcast coverage from NTDC 2023, visit podwheels.com. You can also listen to our 2023 edition of this series wherever you get your podcast by searching National Truck Driving Championships.